because you have to believe in your work, you have to enjoy it. So you start with nowhere else, no one else but yourself. Because guess what? If you don't love your show, you don't love the people you're interviewing, you don't love the stories you're putting out there, they have no value to you, doesn't matter. Even if you have a ton of downloads, you're connecting with a wrong audience. Hey guys, this is Fei Wu and welcome to Face World Media. In this video, I'm going to talk to you about what I use as measurements of success as a podcaster. And this question comes up again over and over because it's a really good question. I discuss it with the people from my alt podcasters mastermind group all the time. And guess what? More than two years later, it came up again today. So people start to contribute on what they believe and what they use as their own measurements for their podcast's success. And the reason why this question is really important is that it's tough sometimes to be a creator because you have to believe in your work, you have to enjoy it. So you start with nowhere else, no one else but yourself. Because guess what? If you don't love your show, you don't love the people you're interviewing, you don't love the stories you're putting out there, they have no value to you, doesn't matter. Even if you have a ton of downloads, you're connecting with a wrong audience. So here are some of the things that you could consider as ideas to measure your show. And perhaps you're thinking about some of these things already. And I want to remind you because you know what? As an independent creator, we all need some love and some support. Doesn't hurt. Number one, a lot of people mention when they list podcaster as a title on their LinkedIn profile, all of a sudden people see them as this real podcast or show host, doesn't matter whether they have 200 episodes or a single episode recorded and released. They want to be on this show. No matter how small that platform is, they want to stand on it with you. Second is making connections. It's easier said than done. When we say connections as podcasters and content creators, we don't mean that people we set across um, from Starbucks. We don't mean that people we hang out once a year, you know, uh, or people we have to beg just to come out for coffee. The connections that we make through podcasting, especially with super fans, listeners, as well as the guests we interview in our shows, those are literally lifelong relationships. I know this for a fact because when I travel, it doesn't matter where I go in the world, those people will open doors and I will hang out with their kids and we'll do things together, you know, out of the blue, they will make time for me and for us. And guess what? Even though you don't necessarily see revenue generated from your podcast right away, these crucial connections will drive business ideas and revenues to you uh, because they trust you. Even if they're not in your industry, they will still recommend your work either on their social media or directly, you know, via email or personalized introductions to their trusted clients and contacts. Um, another thing, the third thing people realize as they become podcasters is that their business and their mindset begin to shift. A lot of the things you believed in, I mean, you might still believe in them, but there's kind of those new possibilities and new mindset. There's like a different part of your brain that just opens up for creativity, for the way you think, for the styles of your speech, for how you convey and tell a story. 
And it's really fascinating. I noticed that not only with myself, but also with the podcasters I coach and I'm part of the mastermind um, group with. And it's it's really kind of an astonishing change. And sometimes it doesn't happen overnight. So for me to go back to watch the videos that we recorded from you know a year or two years ago, for me to listen to my own podcast, I hosted from 100 episodes ago, and especially from like the first 50 episodes, I sounded like, like a little quiet chipmunk who was like scared and quiet and didn't know what I was saying. Obviously, I'm still working through a lot of that right now because to be honest, here on YouTube, I'm growing all over again. I don't always feel 100% comfortable. The fourth thing is feedback. Now, you as a podcaster, you probably noticed something, which is even though at the beginning or in the middle, you've been doing it for years and you might feel a little sad when you're alone to say, hey, my social media isn't growing. People are not leaving crazy amount of feedback and comments on my channel, whether it's, I don't know, YouTube or where you host your podcast. It's a little sad because you want people to kind of show their love publicly, to share their feedback. But the truth is, I'm sure a lot of you um, have already received personalized, I mean, emails to your personal inbox because I've been seeing those and all everyone in my podcaster group uh, have seen those as well. And those usually are very long, extensive, like detailed feedback for how a certain episode, how a certain quote help them with their day, their week, with a specific problem they're experiencing with their business. So it truly has an impact on people and they're not afraid to share that with you. And those are my personal favorite moments is to hear that. Of course, we as podcasters want to know that. And you have to know that you don't always have feedback. Think about people who spend years writing on a book, people speaking, you know, keynote speakers speaking in front of 5,000 people. Sometimes they don't hear a single feedback. It's cricket, but they still have to bring themselves, you know, wake themselves up and still believe in that process and go back to your work. Last but not least is social proof. Um, You know, as I mentioned, people see you as a show host. They want to be on your show. And that is something, right, that you didn't have before. Because if you don't vocalize and make it known, doesn't matter if 30 people listen to your show or 300 people, 3,000, 3 million people. That is social proof. People are listening. And people are inviting themselves often. I know what it feels like because we all get those emails to your show because they respect you in your show. Now, it's kind of a separate topic, which I should record a separate video to help you evaluate if a potential guest, if your show is an interview format, of course, if a guest is truly of value to your show. And I know sometimes it's really hard to tell. You have to do your research. You have to kind of tell by the tone of their email, the tone of their PR agency. But, you know, The easiest way to bypass that is maybe you have to invest just a little bit of your time, like 10 to 15 minutes and get on the intro call. And guess what? A lot of people try to avoid that call. We're trying to explain more about themselves and why they should be on your show. To me, that's a clear indicator that that person isn't willing to put in the effort because, you know, anyone who has started a business, you know, podcast is a business, um, needs to understand that you as a show host invests a lot of your time, your energy, and your money to produce a single episode. If they don't appreciate that effort and feels like they shouldn't, you know, it's taking time away from them to um, help you understand why they're a fit for your show and why they can contribute to your show and to your audience, then I say they're not really the right fit. All right, the last thing I want to say briefly is how Phase World in particular measures the success of our show. 
And this happened more recently and it's really liberating and refreshing. But I want to say this in the end, in case some of you are interested, it's relevant to us, to me, maybe some of that is helpful to you as well. Um, I try not to kind of force my own experience to be a lot of these videos. I want to share what I know could be applied to your business and could be helpful, but I also don't want like the specific details of our business where we've traveled to the people that we connected with to be indicators uh, for your creativity. So for example, since a few years ago, we started to really see a lot of traction with us wanting to interview and, and wanting to connect with circus artists and not just Cirque du Soleil. And it's kind of where we started, but we broaden our horizon and reach out to Seven Fingers and, you know, Machine the Cirque and 1903 and all these uh, circus companies. And most recently, a lot of these uh, performing arts companies as well, like theater people. As a result, we've been constantly invited to, you know, uh, for example, here in Boston, there's a wonderful organization. I encourage you to check it out. It's called Arts Emerson. And so we've been invited to Arts Emerson, Bosch Theater to check out like Broadway level production um, theater uh, performances. And in return, I mean, we're never really asked to say you have to write an article, you have to interview someone, but they're providing and supplying these talents to us to interview either backstage and behind the scenes or via these Zoom calls. And it's very, it's just wonderful. Um, and they give us the opportunity to go see the show, connect with the show, and then interview the person. And we've also established a new relationship with um, Boston Asian American um, Film Festival, which is an, a very independent organization. They always started with literally nothing. Such deep respect for them. So we build these connections and they start to really recommend us, recommend Phase World to their audience and helping us kind of connect with the people they feel have the stories that they want to bring and prioritize to bring forward. So to me, that is a huge su success for my show. And that doesn't mean that I, I never, first of all, I never charge to interview people. I don't think that's authentic, you know, as uh, part of media, but I also find ways to contribute to, you know, can we help with your web marketing, web design development, your, your general digital marketing process, and to build those connections and without thinking about returns or immediate returns. And I see these organizations and people within these organizations trying to give me what I need, such as how to support Face World film, how to support Face World as a show. And that's kind of the connection I encourage you to have because you know, you plan these seats and you don't see them sprout and like opportunity just come about right away. That's what you have to do and believe in as an entrepreneur. And it's really hard sometimes. I totally get that. But you know what? Hardships really shape us, especially as entrepreneurs and who have gone through difficulties because those things will come back to you. And the challenges, you just don't know when until they happen. So much love for creators like yourself. And thank you so much for watching, listening, wherever you are, whatever position you're in. I hope you had some fun and being able to connect with me and please connect with me on social media, drop a comment. Let me know what you want to hear next. Thanks so much.